What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? I pushed play. I have also pushed play. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Reed. It is your birthday time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's your birthday. It's true. It's it's Today your birthday. You better party like it's your birthday. It's my birthday. It's eleven oh two a.m. on the day I was born. Forty yards ago. I wish you knew the exact hour you were born, so I could look up the you know, full chart. I literally this morning woke up and I thought, I wish I had put in the request to the to the vital records people to get my time of birth because that would have been ultimately an amazing gift for you on my 40th birthday. It would, it would have been a gift for me where I was been like, oh, wow, well, you're a Sagittarius with a Sagittarius rising and a Sagittarius <laughs> moon. <laughs> you speak your mind openly. Sometimes you hurt people's feelings with your bluntness. Watch out for that. Um, you are utterly into um, doing many things at the same time. And um, your attention is easily swayed. Hello, Sagittarius. Yeah. I am feeling like I do want, I do feel like maybe I'm having a reckoning with having been mean to people unintentionally for the most part. I, I absolutely, <clears throat> your meanness I've never felt has like sprung generally from a place of malice. Words just come out and they do just fly out of your mouth. And I've been thoughtless on, you know, some occasions. Are we really beginning your birthday by talking about the way about self-improvement? Well, this is not a very Catholic way to start this podcast, right? I mean, I'm like, who cares? I'm like, what is that called when they like flog themselves? Yeah. But what's it called? Contrition. A reckoning, but it's not a reckoning. Contrition. Sure, it is contrition, but that's not the word I was thinking of. Um, self-abuse? Okay. Self-harm? Well, yeah, I mean, Catholicism <laughs> all is self-abuse and self-harm. That's so not true. It's also like, um, <clears throat> and and abuse others. Exactly. You know? It's also child rape. <laughs> but as I heard um, someone say once, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get someone an amen? Someone did once say that. Oh. Oh, Someone boy. Someone did say it. So let's, so, I mean, that's, you know what? As we get older, we all realize, like, okay, let, you know, what else? Like, what, how do I want to be in the world, et cetera? And, mm-hmm. and that's it. But I think, you know, you can, the, the judgment can come out of it. Oh, Jack, I'll, yes, it, Yes, absolutely. And and in <laughs> um, about 20 minutes, I need to take a cake out of the oven. So just okay. like, you know, keep... <laughs> and I, I don't have an alarm set, so just don't let me burn the cake. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Oh, listeners, you weren't there last night when Reed and I were FaceTiming. Um, for our podcast called Talking on the Phone, or sometimes <laughs> FaceTiming. Um, and uh, it's, uh, but I said, oh, tomorrow I'm going to ask you questions 
around your birthday and Reed said, oh, great. Well, let's see. Today I bought some soap. So um, <laughs> I am glad that we're staying on brand and that, and that we have quickly shifted topics. Do you remember your favorite birthday? Wow. What an sh- interesting question. Um, the birthday I always It's this remember. one, isn't it? It's this it's one. Now. <laughs> it's, it's this, this one. one. It's well, this I one. have to say I will remember this one because, you, you know. You sure will. But I remember turning, gosh, I think I was turning nine. Uh-huh. And um, my dad and his then girlfriend took a group of kids from my fourth grade class and myself. Uh-huh. This was either third grade or fourth grade. So I was either turning eight or nine <clears throat> to nine Wilmi- is fourth grade. I turned nine in fourth grade. Yeah. But I don't know if I was turning eight or nine. Anyways, we, uh, we went it's to really Wilmi- important. We remember this. It's so were you, important. Were you eight or nine. Well, the only reason why that would be even vaguely important is because you had your first be- legal drink. <laughs> no, it'd be my last birthday spent at home because then uh, I went to boarding school at age nine. As your bio used to say. Yeah. So (laughs) then we went to Woolman Rink. It was myself and maybe four kids from my class, one of whom was an exchange student from Italy who didn't speak English. What's Woolman Rink? It's the ice skating rink in Central Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we went ice skating. Mm. And then we went to my dad's girlfriend's apartment on Park Avenue. And we had... um, The girlfriend he has now? Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Long, long, long ago. Okay. And we had uh, some kind of festive childlike meal. Uh Uh-huh. And I remember the Italian boy really enjoying the food and having, like, schmutz all over his face. And that's a birthday I remember. Strange, right? Um, No, it sounds like there's so much inside of it that has a kind of idol to it and... um... Uh, yeah, it sounds, sounds nice. You got to go ice skating and stuff. I really, birthdays are like a very kind of blackout time. Yeah. All the other ones are really kind of like, what? Totally. I mean, all my other birthdays fall into these like weird categories, like birthdays spent doing Nutcracker, which was, you know, maybe eight of them or 10 of them. And then birthdays spent singing concerts at boarding school, which was right. many of them. And then <clears throat> um, I do remember my 30th birthday at where Liz Santora was living in Bushwick. That was a good one. And? Uh, you want me to elaborate? <laughs> remember she lived in that big <clears throat> lofty apartment in Bushwick uh-huh, uh-huh, with, I... with that handsome older man? Oh, yeah, yes. I mean, with, with Macram, right. With Macram. And that's and she, interesting to me that you consider that a loft, and I guess it is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was all, uh-huh, yes, I remember. I, I, made, I made three different Street. kinds of pudding. I made mm-hmm. tapioca pudding, chocolate pudding, and banana pudding, mm-hmm. and, and brought a lot of snacks. Mm-hmm. And then I invited basically everyone I know, mm-hmm. thinking, like, no one will come. Mm-hmm. And so many people stopped in. It was shocking. Like I remember. Sub- go ahead. Go ahead. Let's try and like, do the guest list because I remember <clears throat> it. Okay. Well, David Hallberg definitely came and Harriet definitely came with her then boyfriend. Do you Nick. want to clear your throat again? Yeah. You know how I love <clears> it. 
<clears throat> just do you have some water I thought I would, or anything? I, th- I have coffee. I thought I would talk through it and it would dissolve, but I, you know, it's too slow. Uh huh. Um, do you have some water by you too? Because coffee is like making it happen. Just so you oh. know, it's the acid. So All right, let me get a cup because I have some filtered water right next to me at an arm's length. Great. Great. Oh my god, there's a cup right next to the decanter. Oh my god, it's the simple things. <laughs> I love when everything is at an arm's reach, you know? It makes well, in your feel... apartment, it's not too hard. <laughs> oh no. Like, if I have to, like, stand on my feet to get something, I feel resentful, you know? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm pouring the water. So, okay, so Harriet and her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend Nick, were there. And Christopher Vaux, who I was dancing with at Lar Lubavitch at the yes. time, stopped in. Mm-hmm. You were there. I was definitely there. I don't know that you had a significant other at that time, so... Hard to say. Um, Could have. Oh, I'm sure that Ryan McNamara and Sam Reck and David Velasco all stopped in. They were there. That is correct. Um, Sam Wilson stopped in. Yes. And... Paul Sapuya was with him, and uh, uh, Jennifer Corey and her boyfriend, now husband, Stefan Lax, mm-hmm. stopped in, and Liz, obviously, was there. Yeah, she lived there. <laughs> she did live there. She was the hostess. Uh-huh. Um, Josh Lubin-Levy. Did Josh come? Yeah. That's so nice. Wow. That's so nice. I always, whenever I think of Josh, I just think of jury duty. Well, your 30th birthday happened during Rumble Ghost. Really? Yes. What year was Rumble Ghost? 2010. That's correct. I was trying to trick you. I was trying to trick you. Well, because you were like, really? We did a show? I was like, yeah, we were like doing this show. Well, I know that you're not so good at maths. When your so birthday I, happened. So I was like, maybe I'll trick check. Um, wait, just a second. I'm stepping a little bit away from the microphone, but you'll still hear me. I'm just checking the cake with a, with a skewer. With a skewer. Oh, wow. It's very, very poofy this time. My goodness. Well, it's only been 10 minutes, so you still have... I'm, I have, you know... I'm, I'm aware of the time because we are talking. I'm going to only let this cake go for five more minutes because the skewer is already coming out clean. Uh-huh. And as we all know, a clean skewer indicates a fully baked cake. Well, have you tried listening to it? I do remember Peter doing that. <laughs> yes. Peter. <laughs> Peter, who won the great British Bake Off. Peter, Peter Radish Eyes. That's what I call him. <laughs> Back to the beginning of this show. <laughs> Back to the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> when you were like, I do notice that these things just fly out of my mouth. Oh, um, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's just going to be what it is. It's, you I know, mean, if nobody was out there, like, saying what everyone's thinking, you know what I mean? My grandmother always used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I don't agree with that. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> it, would, it would, like, get rid of, like, you know, two-thirds of your repertoire. <laughs> Literally nothing would be funny anymore, ever. 
Well, that is also true. And <clears throat> comedians do frequently rely on... Um, Cruelty. Or we could say, like, flying in the face, like, refuting a kind of socialized uh, thing that uh, one could also say has relative sheepleness to it or, you know, the the sheep of the pack. Like, I was thinking of um, some comedians who... I know who are friends and, and, and the way in which it's, it is about a sort of shock to the, to the public. Um, I mean, mm. I myself and my own work have certainly used that, um, shock, shock value, shock tactics as I'm sure. going through, like if I'm going to, if I will succeed in posting 40 stories about you today, um, I promise you, I will repost all 40 in my story. <laughs> and people will be like these people these, these two these two these two, two complete queens. assholes why 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 that's fine people will just swipe and like skip speaking through, of you know? wait just yeah. as an advertisement speaking of these two people mm. are you mean you and me yeah i had okay. the great pleasure last night of getting a preview of our contribution to james whiteside's benefit to give young people Harlequin dance floors for their 150 dance floors is what Wonderful. this benefit for the holidays. Yeah. And Jack and I made a contribution and I kids. got to watch it last night and it's really wonderful. And so I hope that you all tune in on Sunday to watch, um, James Whiteside's n- nut, nut, it's nut called bag? fancy What's nut one? mix. <clears throat> oh yeah. And, uh, I like James Whiteside's nut bag. I think maybe. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, well, what we're doing, though, is called James Whiteside's Fancy Nut Mix. And Reed and I, um, and I did really think about it, of like, which one are we? Are the commentators uh, for James and Bella's uh, Nutcracker Paw? Uh, from this year's ABT high def 8K, 8K, um, uh, whatever from it's literally watching. I mean, Verizon you know what we what we didn't or notice AT or something. You know, we I'm taking the cake out. Everybody, upset. I'm a few feet from the microphone. It's time. Wow, it's gorgeous. I'll take a picture. Do you know what I mean? Great. Well, you can also show me because I have agreed to FaceTime with you on on today's episode, so I can kind of explain it. As if we were together, you know, as okay. if, as if well, we were together. Okay. Let's pretend we're together right now. Cake. Wow. Look at that bunt cake. Yeah. It's, it's in a bunt pan. It looks so perfect. The cake, it's, it's it is, risen. it's quite risen and it has a she cracked has edge. She's definitely giving me a kind of crater-esque or, um, yeah. Overused. Apologies. There's going to be a clamoring right now. It can either be cut or not. It's, well, there it's we not going to be over. cut because Jeremy is no longer um, editing this. We, well, we believe in real life, you know. And well, so... you do. <laughs> so, so, so you definitely it's believe true. in. One of us believes in real life. You absolutely believe that people will be okay, interested. Um, in, in minutia and, you know, uh, one of the parts of podcasts that I find most intriguing is when you get a little bit of insight into the space where they're recording or into their real, mm. when a delivery man comes or there's some kind of disruption to the, 
you know, the polish. I feel like you know, that we have... all I'm looking at right now is your refrigerator, <clears throat> and I'm bummed oh, that I'm not on it. Well, what is, there's no nothing very personal on it. There's um, a photo in San Francisco or somewhere that a friend took. There's a Andrea Selby drawing of Wendy Whalen with very long fingers. There's, um, there's a print of Mayumi Tirada's art, my dad's wife. And then above it is a poet that Kristen and Ellie gave me this card. I don't know who this woman is. I don't remember her name, but I could find it on the back. But she reminds me of Nancy Dalba, right? She does kind of. And here's my Wi-Fi password for guests. Uh-huh. Here's my laundry card for the basement. And uh-huh. here is a measure equivalence um, magnet. That's yeah. wonderful. I just got new magnets because my old ones were like um, the metal plate was rusting off. So I got new ones. They're great. I'm glad you got new magnets, Reed. I'm glad we're you letting know, our listeners know that you got Self-care for my birthday. Self-care. So um, what kind of cake is that, by the way? It's this delicious uh, poppy seed oil cake from Claire Saffitt's book. It's now the third time I've made this recipe because it is just so good and once it's cooled a bit you flip it out and you put this orange juice glaze all in it and it gets all soaked and amazing wonderful wunderbar um did my did did one of my gifts come yet oh i don't know do we want to take a little trip downstairs and see Mm -mm. i don't want you to leave during, I mean, to go out, go out there. It's like I mean, it's just three feet. I also don't think they would. It wouldn't fit in your mailbox. I don't think. But that's they. They leave stuff outside the mailbox. Oh, they just leave it on the floor and hope that people in the building don't just take it. Yeah, nobody does that in our building. Okay. So I'm gonna. We're gonna go on a little trip, but I are do you gonna to put, put on... your mask on? Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, I love that you're saying of course and like. Not even like three months ago, you were like, I'm just going to go out in the hall and check on things. So, well, that was March. And, you know, now it's a different time where, you know, 300,000 people have died. So <laughs> it's, it is. Is so that psychotic. true? Is that the real number? Um, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not like the exact number, but yes. It's over 300,000 now. It is. Um, if we start talking about that, I'm going to have to not be on FaceTime and I'm going to need to lay down while we finish the rest of this podcast. I know you don't like stats about death. Yeah, well, it's not true. It's not that I don't like them. It's, okay. um, Every, I have I mean, my I, mask on. It's just that have... it's utterly depressing. It's so depressing. It's like, I'm going to go down like this. Okay. Great. Holding an iPad. Here Holding an iPad with your mask on. <laughs> Okay. And we're going to see if my birthday gift arrived for you. What's great is that your Wi-Fi is totally gone. Oh, no. So I can't quite see you. Okay, there's nothing. Hmm. That's for number 14. That's for someone named Frank. That's uh, for Warren. All these people. Okay, let me just open the box because sometimes if it's little, it's in the box. You know what? The mail hasn't come today. Okay. Well, it is a tremendous nor'easter, <laughs> and it is early in the day. 
and it is early in the day. I mean, I can also just tell you what I got you if you want. Well, I kind of, you've given away one secret. Right, but that's not going to arrive for quite a bit. Oh, okay. Well, so that's we probably going to end that, up. That's kind of end up really being more of your Christmas gift. And yeah, Jack has recently discovered a beauty supply that works to the extent that I really have noticed a difference in your own face. Thank you so much. I um I I almost feel like not doing an ad for them instead of writing them and saying I have a podcast and if you want to, right. um. If you want me to promo it, I will on this podcast. So I'm not going to say what it is. And then I'll, I'll send them an email and say, excuse me, send me 60 more of these. <laughs> Which, if people out there are wondering, it's um, vials of Botox and needles that you can inject into your own face um, <laughs> while doing telemedicine with a nurse. I'm not surprised. Like, that must be happening. There absolutely must be some people who are not estheticians being sent Botox and putting it in by telemedicine with like how Lauren Holly injected cortisone into her own foot on, um, tiny, pretty things. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Did you see that part? I did. I, we, well, I saw the first episode. I've only been able to see the first episode and Barton. I love Barton so much. We love Barton and Barton is so we tremendous in it. We love Barton. He's a tr- so gorgeous. You get to see his butt. I mean, it is. We've all, we've all seen his butt, but I mean, now it's AK. I don't think that it's I AK. have, um, oh. but uh, it's, it is, it's definitely, it is definitely uh, utilized in this show. Yes, oh, the, yes, the creator was absolutely like, this is going to have to happen. Um, there are so many butts. I, I did. I finished the show um, and I saw so many, so many butts. I have not finished the show. I've only seen the first episode. And um, and Barton is are we do- tremendous. Are we, doing, are we doing spoilers? No. No, I think the show just came out, so we can come back to it at another at another point in time. It's true. It's true. But I will I I I watched that movie that Jeremy recommended to me yesterday. What was that? It's that movie with the Steven Soderbergh movie with Meryl Streep that's on HBO with Max Diane Weist and oh, Candace Bergen. And your favorite and Lucas Hedges. Wow. Did you love the movie? I loved the movie. So I don't want spoilers on it because I haven't seen it. So I guess I have to watch it now too. So it's same one- thing. Don't tell me the end of Tiny Pretty Things. Don't tell me this movie. I, I the only haven't had time. You, I literally it's cannot. It's so good. The only thing I'll tell you is that, you know, the bulk of the movie takes place on a boat because mm-hmm. they're... Um, they're going over to England on the Queen Mary too. And I really was like, that's what I, that's what I want to do. I want to go on that week long boat. I mean, I am claustrophobic and some of the shots from the hallways between the, um, rooms. I was like, this is very scary to me, but all the rooms have windows and like you get to dine and go to various events and sit on the deck and watch the sunset and, 
I was like one week on a luxury boat going from New York to England. And I thought that is some, maybe I'll treat myself one day. But then I would I do, looked, I would do that with you. Well, it'd be a fun thing to do together, but I looked into the cost. Is it, um, let me guess. Okay. This is a good game. One week, all expense paid vacation, basically. Do you pay for anything on the boat? Like, do you pay for your meals? It's all covered, including how much you want to drink. I I believe so. I mean, I don't know the the minutia. Okay, so I'm going to guess. I mean, spa treatments are extra. Mm, Then I'm going to get like $7,500, maybe $10,000. You're close. You're close. Yeah. It's, um, I love that. I was like, no big jump between 7,500 and 10,000. I mean, no, no, it's not that big. It's like, well, I can't afford it. And then I really can't afford it, you know, (laughs) totally. But it's $1,700 a day or like 1750 a day. Okay. So what's that for a week? Um, seven times seven is 49. So is that true? Yeah. So it's, um, seven is a hundred. Wait, like 13,000. Wait, seven, (laughs) 49. (laughs) Sorry. 70, 11. (laughs) It's like 11,000 something dollars. 11,000. That was so good. Let's just say $12,000. Oh, that was so good. Well, yeah, because taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put another log on this fire. So I'm Can you imagine? Step away from the mic. $12,000 to be on a boat for a week. Um, uh, yes, I can absolutely imagine because people do like, you know, all inclusive resort stuff. And. And the reason I was able to kind of guess around that is because I watch Wheel of Fortune. And mm. um, that sometimes... That is a great prize to win on Wheel of Fortune. In, in the making of dinner. Well, they'd never offer that. What they offer is like, and you want a trip to like... Um, <laughs> a one day, no night stay. stay at the, at the Pebble Beach <laughs> Hotel. Um, uh, at the Pebble Beach uh, Golf and Resort Spa or whatever. Um... Yeah, that seems, I mean, what fun, what fun, and like, and what fun to get to watch those people acting. I love Diane Weist. Oh, truly. She is heaven. Yeah. And Meryl is really beyond. She is a force of nature and she, her character is so, I mean, it's amazing how her characters seem so, like, developed. Like, Talk the, about the, something I did speed through was the prom, which we didn't oui. discuss um, last week. So I think you watched it, and then I fast-forwarded through it. Just mainly, I wanted to see Nicole Kidman dancing in that girl's house. Wow. Um, Dancing in quotations. Totally, totally. Well, I do relate to a knee that won't fully straighten. Um, And Nicole Kidman is, if ever there was a person who had actually drank the Death Becomes Her Potion, it is Nicole Kidman. It does look as if she's like 
been in some accidents and then they've had to like, you know, tape her legs back together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But like, she's no longer living, so she can't heal. Oh man. It was a real, um, it was a real, uh, that's it. I didn't, I didn't love watching that. Um, what I saw, I loved Meryl Streep's song when she first arrives in the gym <laughs> and, um, and I do, you know, and, and that's the thing that's so amazing about her is you can watch her in something like that and then get to watch her in this movie, which I heard is good, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, um, but she is. And, and I, I enjoyed the, uh, very energetic dance sequences. The dancers are absolutely pumped, pumped, pumped up. They are ready to come out and yeah. D-A-N-C-E. I mean, seemingly on like way. on cocaine, you know, but cocaine. I think it's that they're young and excited. And yeah. um, and so that's what's happening. Uh, you know, also, there will be clicks and a- pops, ladies and gentlemen, and, other, and I'm sorry, but that's the real life of this because I'm in a front of a fireplace. Once you get to a certain number of Ks, eight Ks, maybe just everything looks more energetic. I don't know. Oh, you mean and when it's filmed in high def? Yeah. Nope. I think these kids are just really... I don't... I mean, I want you to think about, like, um, shows, like, So You Think You Can Dance, etc. You know? Like... Uh, Wait, I have a question. Okay. Did Neve win Dancing with the Stars? No. Who won? I don't know. Oh. So, there's your answer. I literally, to get through the end of the semester, I have not been able to actually really watch anything. I have not seen anything truly in completion. Um, I have, outside of the schoolwork that we're doing. So, I, I don't have, after watching people all day long, I don't have the capacity to watch anything. anything. Mm-mm. Anything. Mm-mm. And then, you know, there's like wanting to catch up with people on the phone. I mean, screen time, screen time. My eyes need a break. I know. It's like I have to just close my eyes, put one of those like black eye masks on that looks like a small bra so it doesn't squish my eyelids. And um, Wow. And then I... Uh, I mean, I'm very tempted to like reply to everyone's texts and well wishes today, which I do so appreciate, but maybe I'll save it for tomorrow and give myself a little break today. What, oh, you mean, funny? I mean, screen time. That's, yeah. that's the mental leap that you did. I wasn't quite sure how you got to that. And <laughs> I was then like, I, why is that funny? I realized <laughs> it was looking at the phone. Yes, I mean, my my screen reports for, like, how much time I am on my phone is is quite low. But that's because I am on, I am on my computer in class or wow. faculty meetings or God, responding to emails. Do you remember emails. those screen time reports at the beginning of COVID? Mine, <clears throat> mine were never quite that high I have to say oh because mine would be like your average daily dose was like 11 and a half hours it was crazy oh wow wow no my mine would be like the amount of time you've been on screen today has been like an hour wow yeah yeah that is Trey impressive but then there's all that time that's on the that's you know on a laptop honey um what was your least favorite birthday is it this one 
No, I'm having a great birthday so far. Oh, good. Um, gosh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, they're always okay. Most of them are just okay. But remember that um, one where it was like your birthday was like making all these plans and then all of them fell through. And then I think just you and I had dinner and that was the birthday. And we like made a joke about that. I don't remember that. I what think year we even was talked about that on the pod. Um, I don't remember. You were like a birthday is when you like make all these plans and they all fall through and you have dinner with one person and then go home and go to bed. I that mean, was, that was what I yeah. remember you saying. I'm going to do a fun activity today. I'm going to go, I'm going to meet Russell uptown on fifth Avenue in my snow pants. And we're going to take a walk and look at all the windows. Uh huh. And then we're going to go into the park and put some music app in our ears that like does like, God, I don't even know how to say this. It's like a soundtrack that's like designed based on where you are in Central Park. Okay. That's nice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, it's, you know, it's, it it sounds nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Wait, This is something that Bjork and Steve Reich worked on? Yeah, I hope. I'm hoping that's the case. I'm going to, um. Do you want to take a break? Darling, darling, read. On this, your milestone birthday, I am sending you my best. Despite the fact that you're a teeny bit younger than me, despite the fact that you mop all of my best costume designs constantly, despite the fact that you're skinnier and cuter than me, I wish you happy birthday. Happy 65th birthday, Queen. Love, Isaac. Surprise, Reed. Oh, Reed, happy birthday. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, other, if you didn't know, that was Miss Isaac Mizrahi wishing Reed a happy birthday. And now, Reed, this is just the first of some surprise guests for a very special This Is Your Life uh, that Jeremy and I have orchestrated as a a celebration of your 65th birthday. It's just, we love you so much. And um, Reed, I'm so excited to see what your face might look like right now. I'm not there, so pull out your phone and take a photo of it so that uh, it'll live in posterity and you can text it to me with your surprise and thrill at this uh, exciting thing to happen on the the snowy, what have you, canyons of our lives. So um, uh, we're going to go back into the podcast now and This Is Your Life will continue later on in the episode of whatever episode this is. Hi, Dance and Stuff listeners. This is Margaret Fuhrer. I'm the editor and producer of the Dance Edit podcast. Like you, we love Reed and Jack over at the Dance Edit. And if you get especially excited when they turn into journalists and do reporting, we think you might like our podcast too. The Dance Edit podcast is a weekly dance news show. It's hosted by me and three other editors from Dance Media. We work on Dance Magazine and Dance Spirit and Point. And every Thursday, we discuss and sometimes yell a little bit about the week's top dance news stories 
stories. And then we interview one of the dance artists who's shaping the news. And our recent interview guests have actually included a few dance and stuff friends. We've had Kyle Abraham, we've had Lloyd Knight. Basically, we've built a nice little nerdy community and we hope you'll join it. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and at thedanceedit.com slash podcast. This, this is, I have to say, like all the, all the technology stuff during COVID, um, it hasn't gotten that much easier. I mean, maybe it has, but it does, um, it takes its toll on me. It gives me this like weird, I get feverish, like anxiety when I'm dealing with like technology issues. I do know that Reed's talking, but all I can hear is myself. Oh, connected. Can you hear me? Oh, now I can hear you. Yes, it worked. Yes, it worked. Yes. It worked. For yes, a while, worked. I could just hear myself. So, uh, but, but now I can hear you. So now you have your Bluetooth in. And... I have my Bluetooth in and I can charge my phone so that I can do my winter walk with headphones in. Um, so you're going to go to Central Park and listen to the same sounds. <laughs> and um and what when you when you say it like that <laughs> what do you mean when you go to central park and you listen to the same sounds well see and here's the thing is like is you can maybe sometimes just say things that are mean and sometimes i think i just sound mean even though i'm not it's just it's just the sort of tonality of my being is a sort of mm. it, it's it, it it had no um subtext to it. I was just trying to figure out what's going to happen. Are you guys going to dance? Are you just going to walk around? Are you going to just stand still in the snow? I'm so glad you have the snow pants from 1997. Thank God. I know. And I, I may, I, you know what I still don't have? You're going to be mad. Um, I still am wearing that coat from Muji. That coat is a threadbare Charles Dickens, like utter tragedy. (laughs) It is, it is literally like it is absolutely if Oliver Twist like didn't have a happy ending and continued to grow up poor in the in the dance world. That's, uh, but maybe I'll stop in somewhere and pick up like a, a sleeping bag coat, and then do you think that I could hand them the Muji coat and say, "Will you recycle this for me?" I'll throw it in the trash right away. Okay, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. I do think you can hang it on like any little like gate what have you uh-huh and someone will take it a little square l some, some like no someone who's like oh my god i know someone who needs a coat you know like it'll or like i need a coat you know it's yeah it'll just, i could bring it to salvation army but we're not to go into the salvation army anymore well you can also just leave it on a fucking fence it's new york I've done that with, I've absolutely done that with coats before and they've been like gone lickety split. All right. That's yeah. actually an interesting idea. It's, it's New York city. There are people who need coats and they might not be walking to a coat drive. They might need it like right then and there. Yes. Yes. You know? So there you go, Reed. That can be your little plan. Then what are you doing after Central Park? I come home. Uh huh. And then what? That's it. Uh, I'm gonna reply to messages, eat food. I'm gonna uh-huh. send in a thesis proposal to my um, 
thesis advisor at school. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, maybe I'll start that Luca Guadagnini show. So wonderful. I also got to see the first episode of that. Really stunning. I love that you didn't believe that his last name could be Guadagnini. I didn't. But now you've told me, and so now it must be true. Um, Yeah, the first, We Are Who We Are, I also saw the first episode of that. It's shot so incredibly. The music is beyond. The styling is like, what? But the direction is so good. Like, he's a really good director. It's really... Is, Is Jeremy there? Did you see him? Jeremy is haunting the space. I Can think. Jeremy come say hi? Um, Jeremy, do you want to say hi to Reed on his birthday? Oh, you know what? That might not have been Jeremy. It might have just been the snow. There's snow what? falling. There's snow falling around the windows. It's making like really <laughs> tremendously huge sounds. Wow. So, well, when Jeremy comes out, then tell him to come say hi and um. I'd like to, for a couple of minutes, speak with him about this Jenna Lyons show on HBO Max. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen in our time frame. Oh, no, I think it can. Because let's see, when did he start? We're supposed to talk for, you know, 20 more minutes if we can make it there. Oh, God, if we can make it there. I know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Are we going to be able to do it? I don't know. I'm already like, I'm anxious because I need to put syrup on this cake. Why don't we do that together as a group? Yeah. (laughs) Together as a group, (laughs) meaning those of you out there who may still be listening to this and um, read putting syrup on. Jeremy. Jeremy, can you come here? Oh, is he already out? I think he's just hiding. I think he just didn't, you know, want to. Stop hiding. Jeremy, Reed would like to talk to you about the Jenna Lyons show. And that way I can stop talking. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Jeremy. You have to be by the speaker. Reed, happy birthday. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for making a guest appearance for the second time on the podcast. I mean, anything for you. Really? No. Oh. But this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I watched two things. I watched two episodes of the Jenna Lyons show, which was really anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. And I watched the Meryl Streep movie that you recommended last night. Yes. Wonderful. I loved it. Is, wasn't lo- it tremendous? I want to go on a, that boat ride. Absolutely. <clears throat> we can't afford it. I already looked into it, but no, we have to become famous. And get a free so that, trip. So that we can pay $12,000 for a week on a boat. Well, she gets <clears> to go on it for free. I know, she but... And she, speech. and she also went, like, fancy pants first class. Two floors. You know? That must have cost... That's like a $50,000 trip. You Incredible. Know? Laundry. I love the, so the, the food preparation shots and the laundry. So great. At any rate... Everybody watched that movie. All of it's the acting is scary to be on a boat. I know some of the shots down between the cabins were really scary to me. Yeah. Well, there's in being in the middle of the ocean, scary mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, plagues and sickness. I do forget about that. Do you moment remember like, who got diarrhea on that boat? Diarrhea boat. I don't know that. 
it happens all the time. Well, also when anyways. a pandemic breaks out, you're trapped on a boat. Oh God. Yeah. But anyways, I still one day want to make get on the Queen Mary too, mm-hmm. and you know do fine Me dining. Too. And I want to sit on the deck with a blanket and talk with Absolutely. my friend. Play Monopoly. And stare, stare out. Oh, so they Evan. played Clue. They played Scrabble. They played Monopoly. Betray. Oh, so good. Betray. God, Diane Weist. Diane Weist is such a good actress. Ugh. It means an acting movie. The plot. The second act of the movie, I wasn't thrilled. I know. But. It's a little bit like, what? But. Yeah, it's worth it. And Lucas Hedges is just like such a it's like life is actually happening to him with cameras rolling and he's never read a script. It's true. It's so amazing. Um, So everybody watch that movie. I don't know what it's called. It's called. No, I can't. Nobody knows. But the Jenna Lyons show. Okay. Wow. So A of all, Jenna lives in this loft that I can, that's a few blocks from my house, which is like, it's like a thing where you, you look up to these lofts in Soho and you think nobody lives there. They're too expensive. It's, or they've uh-huh. lived there for 500 years. I don't understand how she could possibly afford to live in a loft and pay the lease on the entire loft underneath her to use as office space. Um, it doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, she has a TV show. Yeah, which in this way. Leased, you know, but like at that point, she, when she leases basically two other floors, because she's going to do that pop up. Maybe you haven't I didn't even there, get to, I didn't, I'm not going to get I She's don't think also I supposed to do a pop up shop on the ground floor. Wow. You know, so it's just like a HBO moment or whatever. I mean, it's unfortunate that the show's kind of demands that she put into like language and codes these ideas about style and it comes off as like really formulaic and disingenuous but I mean compared to other style shows like yes she has much better taste than like other people on tv oh wow and like and she's like what she's doing with interiors and stuff is like much better than what you would see on like HGTV or like anything like that. Yes, absolutely. But Inter- it's still in- ridiculous. Interiors, I feel like I'm not offended by her style. Well, I feel like the fashion it's stuff just... is like such an afterthought on this show. It's like not the focus. Well, and it should be because that was her job. Um, but her idea of what fashion is is putting two opposite things together oh wait i mean like the rules of fashion for her you're just like jenna it's just it's not that it's like that's only for like an editorial photo shoot on like an emaciated model that's like the only situation where like like, it doesn't matter what they're wearing it's gonna look amazing because yeah if it has if it's shot beautifully like it's gonna look amazing right but you're right i mean None of it actually makes sense for life. Having been on the inside of that company, what you see is 100% real life. Like, wow. This is like they're kind of the way that they deal with like sexuality and kind of flirtation and like high school jokes. 
like I mean, putting the, the camouflage that, with like a big bow sequence. Wonderful. The way it's that so Jenna ugly. deals with her like gay assistant and she's like, I absolutely need you. I can't live without you. You are my slave. And he's like, he's like, I make jokes. He, you know? Yeah. And I, I am a fan of him because he is, he's a good time. But that dynamic, I don't need to see on TV ever again. Wow. There are some, there's like a, some, um, an episode, I think it was episode two, where all of the interview shots, she's wearing a white blouse unbuttoned to her navel. So you keep seeing her breasts inside of this blouse. And I just was like, I really appreciate her kind of like moment of sexual liberation or whatever it is she's trying to do. But like the way that she just is, is so kind of off-putting to me her it's very energy uncomfortable energy very uncomfortable it's I like think it's so forced that she's like gets, i'm sexual either it gets better or one just learns to ignore it as the season goes on i'm not exactly sure okay um, i have enjoyed some of the like assistants that she hires and i they, they're a good time yeah i mean the show's weird in that it sort of combines every kind of show premise you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a style show. It's a home show. It's a kind of like, uh, you know, apprentice. It's like a game show. Right. But it's not any of those things either. So that's, you know, something. Yeah. Well, anyways, I just, I thought I'd talk to you about it. And I wish that Jenna would give me half of one of those lofts. Yeah. Eventually you see her upstate house. Oh, my God. Which is, um, it's not, like, spectacular. It's, like, there's also, you know, it's a whole story, but, like, whatever. Um, I liked that wall mural that in the first episode they had painted. right? It's so beautiful. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah. wow. I would want, I want wall murals now. Well, also, there's no budget. It's literally, like. It makes no sense. Literally spend as much money. Do a full mural, and you're like. Okay. Also, when she was like, no one touched the walls, you know, that would be like a $4,000 bump. I was like, like Jenna, 4000 I was like, well. that is not a $4,000 mural. That's like a $40,000 mural. I don't know what right, you're talking about. But to get about. it fixed would be $4,000. Oh, I see. I see. I see. <laughs> that does. That makes more sense. Yeah. Just to have them come back. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Just to come in for 10 minutes and like, like dab do, some paint. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you next time. Hmm. Wow. Okay, well, thank you for well, watching that because I, I, I know wanna, I, I, I did, did want to kind somebody. of de- debrief about that and I'll, I'll continue on so that we'll have more to talk about. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, anyways, Lucas Hedges, Meryl Streep, everyone get into it. It looks, I was like, this looks like a joke of a movie. But I'm going to watch not. it anyway because it's Meryl Streep. So like, whatever. I loved um, the twist about the 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 mystery man on the boat. Uh, I mean, it's all this mystery. It's 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 Steven Soderbergh is the director, and that impossibly beautiful woman from Crazy Rich Asians, and so she's beautiful. on another BBC show. I mean, impossible. But How I mean, I also like love that? Candace Bergen. It's incredible. Oh, incredible! I love that other author. Like that oh my god, he's so great. He's like, I'm going to attend to everyone. The characters that, are just That incredible. scene where he's standing at the dinner table talking and yep. she 
mm-hmm. is so monstrous to him. And then he walks away and they're all like, isn't he such a gentleman? I That scene, Incredible. I couldn't even believe Incredible. it. Also how mean the Meryl Streep character is in that first scene with the editor. Incredible. Oh, horrible. <laughs> My God. I love when they're like, did she always talk like that? Amazing. It's, I mean, I just love Meryl. Me too. I love movies. It's a very, movies are wonderful kind of movie. I was really laughing, laughing, laughing watching that movie yeah. last night. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, Lucas Hedges at the bar, like trying to tell that woman that she liked that he likes heaven. her. It's heaven. God. God. Anyways, everyone, yeah. everyone watch, watch that it. movie. Watch it. Um, there's a, there's about nine minutes left. Are we closing the this podcast. out? No, I think Jack should come back and join us. Yeah. Just put this in your ear. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. I'm so glad that we're all here together. This is actually listeners. You don't, get to experience this, but this is what it's like off camera. (laughs) It's generally the three of us and Jack and Jeremy are laying in a giant bed in the TV room and I'm sitting alone in my apartment. The TV room at Parker's right. But soon enough, I mean, I come back next week. Wow. Well, Parker Quars, well, Parker will, you know, fly back from lost in spas and, um, do a quarantine, what have you here. And then we're going to come back and I don't know what that means. And I, I can't, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to answer that question right now. I, um, I just know that I'm going to be in Brooklyn and I don't, I can't, I need to not have any feelings about it because like, I kind of mm-hmm. need to have like, not have any feelings about anything. It's going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Reed, did you already say what you're doing today? He did. He already did that. Um, I'm going on a snow walk with Russell Jansen to look at the windows on Fifth Avenue and then into the park where we're going to listen to some songs that are like designed for this. I don't know. It's songs designed for Central Park by Bjork and Steve Reich. It's not. um, But it's something like that. And they have an an, an animatronic um, (laughs) and a Decuresmacher that's currently spinning on uh, that's currently making snowflakes with those blades around blade, blade fringe. <laughs> exactly. That's, uh, no, with just with fringe. her feet. She's oh. making. Yeah. She's making snow with her with her snow clogs. <laughs> it's just the same clogs. It's the same clogs from Rosas Tons Rosas, but now they have spikes on the bottom, so or chains. They have chains on the bottom. She has chain claws, <laughs> chain clogs, so that she can, um, oh, so that an animatronic and a Decuresmacher can uh, make snowflakes throughout Central Park as directed by Evil Van Hove. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And curated by Klaus Busenbach. It's really just, uh, uh, oh, New York City. New York is back. Hey, if, if there's anyone listening to this podcast who has like a huge amount of disposable income that you need to offshore for tax reasons, please send the three of us on a trip on the Queen Mary too, oh. and we'll we'll podcast from the boat full time. Oh my god, we'd podcast. <laughs> we would do it. We would do an episode every day. If you are someone who's got an incredible amount of money who just um, wants to send Basically, the three of us on the Queen Mary, I mean, can you imagine it being called? Queen Mary's on the Queen Mary. I mean, I'm sure that's been done before, but <laughs> it's a real like. Well, most Queen Marys can't really afford to make jokes and go on that boat. You know what I mean? RuPaul can. 
I'm sure RuPaul's... That's abs. RuPaul can afford it, but RuPaul wouldn't get on a boat. No. I mean, I wouldn't. Unless I someone... Would. Unless someone Jack, paid for when it. when you see this boat in this movie, you would get on this boat. I would love to see what the what the itineraries are, the kind of performers they have on those boats. Oh my God, maybe we should get a job on the boat. This is what I'm... Well, that's sort of what she does in the movie. <laughs> Some people oh, can true. get a thrill, knitting sweaters and sitting still. For our Patreon listeners, <laughs> I, I just want to throw out, you know, of course... Um, uh, Patreon. <laughs> uh, what are they called? You literally are Meryl Streep from this movie sometimes. <laughs> really? When Our Patreon listeners. Like what do you mean? What? Start talking like what? Like That's Patreon? Right. Like by the time I was like two, I was like, <laughs> I was like, mother, have you seen my cigarettes? <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are, you know, as the Luca Guadagnini film says, we are who we are. Um, or TV I do believe show, it's whatever. Guadagnino. Okay, Guadagnino. Oh, wow. There we go. Did you so talk you were about wrong, that Reed. Did you talk about that show? I very briefly talked about it in terms of that it's incredibly directed, shot beyond, beyond. The acting is remarkable. The styling is incredible. It's so good. Chloe Sevigny, wow, wow, wow. Um, as a general. And I mean, it's all... Well, anyhow, but we I had something else to talk about because we're running out of time. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. What are you going to eat? Did birth- you talk about She made this amazing eat? cake. She made I made the poppy seed cake, cake again. And we've we've looked at it. We've, it's been a big part of the episode already, Jeremy. You don't need to ask for recaps of the episode we've already but done. But I like when he asks for recaps. Well, I, I love re- I like- repetition. And I like knowing about what people are eating. Yeah, what are you going to eat today besides that cake? Look, I don't know yet, okay? Okay. Do you think you'll eat from the world? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do that. I do that. That's what people do, Jeremy. Just you and I haven't done that. I understand. I understand. But other people in New York are just eating. I'm open to, like, going to a a cafe that has outdoor heat lamps and blankets and sitting with Russell and having a... S'more. I don't know. I don't know what people eat these days, but I, um, that sounds so I don't nice. know. I'll make, I'll have pasta. You know, I, you know, I will. I love a pasta. Me mm. too. There's nothing better. I'm, I had a pizza last night. I'm, I, um, wow. and I, from a frozen Trader Joe's crust mm-hmm. that smelled very yeasty, which was nice. And then I put some fresh mozzarella and I made a quick tomato sauce from, from little Grape tomatoes, mm-hmm. maybe the cherry tomatoes. Yeah, they were very tart, which was nice. And I uh, finished it with some parmesan. <laughs> and I shoved the whole thing down my gullet. Classic. Cla- did you roll classic. it up like a burrito and just eat it in four bites? Did it get crispy? I should have. I yeah, did um, it get crispy? That's the important thing with it. The, uh, some of it got crispy and some of it got a little soggy, but that's my own fault. You know, mm, mm. Oh, I can't wait for New York to return. To we normal. made, um, we've t- really made like the most incredible meatloaf. Um, we we really did to make that together. It took the both. It took both of us and three times to get that meatloaf to work out. And, uh, I'm really excited for this salmon anchovy caper thing. Absolutely, oh my incredible. god, the mo- so delicious! And anchovy butter on salmon was really beyond. The scalloped rosemary potatoes were quite delicious. In a cast recently. iron pan. And um, I have one. 
Yeah, well. I recently re-seasoned my cast iron pan. We've never done that. Well, what does that mean? It means that, like, basically you can strip it in the sink with, like, a metal thing and really just, like, clean it all until it looks, like, ruined. And then (laughs) you um, put your oven really hot. Uh Uh-huh. And you're going to coat the entire pan outside and in with oil, like a neutral oil with a high smoke point. And you're going to bake it. You're going to bake in the finish and then you're going to take it out. You're probably going to oil it again and let it dry. And basically that's the process of seasoning. And you can go through that process multiple times, but like the more you kind of burn oil into it, it becomes more nonstick. Right. But what's the point of uh, getting rid of everything? Well, start fresh. Sometimes like it's value added. But if your if your skillet is working well and there's no rust or it's not being sticky, then it's fine. Just okay, let it let I it see. let it be. Mine, unfortunately, issues. I was having issues, so I had to do a, a reboot. And now for the remainder of this is your life. Considering how old you are, we'll start with someone who's the youngest out of. Uh, the people who are here to wish you happy birthday today. Uh, Famed Netflix star Barton Cowperthwaite. Read Bartlemy. Barton Cowperthwaite here, and I just wanted to say happy birthday. Four decades. You must be so happy. I miss you, and I love you, and... You are such a light and someone who I'm very, very grateful to have in my life and who helped New York feel like home. Happy birthday, Reed. Reed, happy birthday. It's the Cindy's and we love you so, so, so much. Um, Around this time of year, I always have to recall when we made our St. Lucia wreaths and then nearly lit ourselves on fire when we tried to put actual candles in them. Reed, happy birthday. I can't believe you're 20 plus 20. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite things about you is your religious dedication to canvas tote bags. I love you, and let's hang out. And you always bring us so much joy. You always make me laugh, and I'm very thankful for your friendship. Same here. We just freaking love you and think you're brilliant. And this is supposed to be short, so I think we should try this again. (laughs) (laughs) Reed, it's Harriet, your life partner, business partner, everything partner. (laughs) happy birthday you made it to 40 and i can't wait for all our med spa appointments together love you and wow there was barton bella and james who make up the cindy's bella and james of abt harriet of reed and harriet and uh up next more surprise guests reed it's Wendy Whalen, and I can't believe you're this old. I mean, my God, you were like a toddler for so long, and now I'm just kidding. I'm so happy that it's your birthday. I'm so happy that you're in this world and um, that you're in my life. 
You're an amazing artist, an amazing friend, hilarious and brilliant. And uh, I just I just love having you in in my sphere and um, really, really um, excited that it's your that it's a big birthday for you. And I'm sending so much love and I miss you so bad right now. I hope you're staying well and that you celebrate big and can't wait to see you very soon. Hopefully love you. Reed. Read, picture it now. It's your birthday. We decided to celebrate. So we fly through the sky. We've just landed on a rainbow. That's us giggling. We have glitter surrounding us. We're sliding down. We've just re reached a magical fountain. Guess who we are? Da, 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 da. <sighs> to one little pony, to the next. I want to wish you the most fabulous, glittery birthday you could ever have. I miss you, and I love you, and happy 40th, and have a great one. Love you. Bye. Reedy Poo, it's your birthday. You're 40 years old, and we have known each other for 20 years, so that's, you know, half your life. Um, and I miss you so much and I love you and I wish that we could still go to Greenhouse and, well, I wish Greenhouse was still there, first of all. Um, and I actually don't wish we could go to Greenhouse because, um, my hip hurts and we're too old. Um, but I wish we could, you know, um, teleport ourselves back to our youth and go to Greenhouse and dance the night away. You sober as a rock um but still managing to get yourself kicked out of the club and then taking the q train back to brooklyn at five in the morning but stopping for dog food on the side of the road um dog food is what reed calls um chicken over rice at um on the the street street food street truck food trucks um, so i love you so much reed i don't worry, you're not that old. Um, and let's keep going. Okay, bye. Are you ready? Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. It's to read. Mama. Happy birthday, Reed. We love you so much. This is from Lindsay and Simone and Jacob. <laughs> I am so gagged by Simone's singing voice. I can barely stand it. Lindsay, obsessed. Um, okay, so in order, uh, ladies and other, that was Wendy, Waylon, Lloyd, Knight, I mean, Drew, wow. Drew, where are you? And also taking it back, Lindsay Clark, who you've known for so, so long. Um, uh, Jacob Slaminski and their daughter, Simone, singing off the charts. Up next. Reed, I know it's a big number, but just calm down. 
Okay, I'm right right there behind you. Greetings from Melbourne, Australia. Happy, happy birthday. You're a legend. You are two degrees of separation to everybody. Everyone that knows you knows them, knows somebody. What am I saying? You know what I'm saying. Love you. Happy birthday. You're a legend and a star and the world loves you. Happy birthday, you motherfucking 40-year-old boy. <laughs> Happy birthday, Reed. <laughs> we love you. We really love you. And we miss, miss you. you. We love you, Reed. Um, call us for real so that we can have you on the other side of the line. So, But you're going to be done with school. That's a huge gift. We're going to send you something today, later today, in the mail. It's going to be a great year. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Love you. A birthday acrostic for Reed. R is for really, 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 really funny, which is what you are and one of my favorite things about you. E is very, very extraordinary because you are anything but ordinary, a truly unique gem in our universe. I is for intelligent because you are incredibly smart and quick and brilliant. D is for dead because you're going to die one day, like all of us. But... You're not dead yet, and until that happens, we get to celebrate that you're still alive. B is for ballet, because you really are such a beautiful float of a cloud of a ballet dancer, and you have made my life in ballet so much more fun. A is for artist, because you possess an uncanny ability to ven, as Jack would say, between dancer, performer, designer, critic, research journalist at large, etc., like such as, and that is a real artist. R is for remarkable. T is for T, honey, because if anyone has it, it's you. T. E is for extra careful, because this is the part that I have to be really careful about when I spell your name, to not put the E after the L, because I've messed that up before. Wait, wait, now I'm second-guessing myself. L is for the way you make me laugh and laugh and laugh. M is for... Oh my god, I forgot M. Uh, M is for... Miss Thing. Miss Thing! Thank you, Justin. E is for everything else that didn't fit into this acrostic. Love you so much, Reed. Happy birthday. Uh, and that was acclaimed uh, feat, David Hallberg, Joe and Lauren. Uh, Garen, doing that, when Garen got to your last name, I was like, wow, here we go. So, and, and then Justin ends up popping in, so we end up getting the Scribner brothers. All right, well, up next... Happy birthday, Reed, you gorgeous, magical human being. You are so intelligent, so funny, so thoughtful and sensitive, and you you have no idea how brilliant you are. And I know you're only starting out on many of the adventures that you're going to have. You're only beginning to figure out what a brilliant creative genius you actually are. Um, I hope you have the best of birthdays. And next year, you need to come to the dance division. Uh, on birthdays, Cassie makes all the librarians sing happy birthday and there is cake. Um, all right. Have a wonderful day and happy birthday and lots of love. Oh, Reed, my fellow Sagittarius, if only we were in our pajamas cooking dinner together and looking forward to 
endless hours of chat about everything until Justin is sleeping on the couch or you're sleeping on the couch or we just sadly have to say goodbye because we were having so much fun but basically until that day is our reality I just want to tell you how much I just think the world of you you're my inspiration I love you with all my heart and I want to wish you the happiest happiest birthday may this next year bring you so much beauty and love and magical moments of connection with friends and all the artists that you love and that love you and happy birthday reed we love you i'm thrilled you're 40 years old and i'm so thrilled that we work together and that we're friends and you make me laugh all the time you make me pee in my pants and i just hope that i make you laugh as much as you make me laugh Happy birthday, and I'm definitely going to make you chilly very soon. I love you. How do I stop this? How do we stop this? From Pam Tanowitz, who's, I mean, can't stop, won't stop, working, working. She is our working girl. Um, At the start of this section was icon Linda Murray, uh, the goddess, uh, Patty Delgado, Justin Peck Timberlake, and uh, yes, then Pam Tanowitz. Uh, and we're going back into the podcast now, but stay tuned because have I saved the best for last? That's not a song, but maybe it is now. Maybe it is a song. Um, is there anything you want to say in the last 30 seconds about your birthday? Um, I really appreciate the companionship of you guys and um, our listeners and uh, I hope you stay with us in the next one million episodes of Talking on the Phone. And um, ha- ha- I, I, whatever, I don't know, 40, it seems okay. Reed, we love you so we much. We love you. And we only love this podcast because it forces you to spend time with us. Oh. It's true. It's true. I probably wouldn't speak to you for a couple months if we didn't do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and three, three two, two, one. one. We love you, we listeners. Loves you. Please watch Reed's new In the Closet made by Jeremy Jacob on our YouTube channel. It's a good time. Um, our YouTube channel is called... Uh, Dance and Stuff? I don't, just I don't know. Jeremy made just all Google of it. it. And, Dance um, and Stuff YouTube. Please donate on Patreon, and uh, there might be some um, bonus content happening. We loves you. And you know who really loves you, Reed? Your mother. Happy birthday, Kibby. Oh.